Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, as usual, we're going to need to do a sound check because this is live stream if you're listening to us retrospectively on recording. But uh, we've had a lot of issues here with our sound, so... You people who are on board, if you wouldn't mind giving me the five-by-five or we can't hear you. See, my lips are moving. And if you're not hearing my sound, let me know, please. Uh, We are uh, brought to you by a great product. Thank you, Michael. We absolutely love, love this product right here. While we're stuck here on the planet Earth among all these crazy batshit leaders that we have, There is a way to save money. And by the way, we're going to talk about this later today, too, with Nikola Tesla and his free energy concepts. Yeah, but anyway, this is not free energy, but it's the next best thing. Plug this in to the outlet nearest where your electricity comes in, and you get rid of negative electricity and all the energy spikes that drive your rates through the roof. And I recommend that uh, you get your own and then buy one for someone who's having trouble paying their utility bills. The savings can be dramatic. Don't waste energy.com. The link's in the description box. And again, the link is in the description box. Highly recommended. You can see I got mine. And you only need one. That's the nice thing about this. You only need one of those devices. Well, I've been, uh, one of the things that a lot, that surprise a lot of people about me is uh, most people know, you know, I I love sports. I love to play sports. Um, I don't get a lot of time to watch sports. But when I do, I enjoy the experience if I choose the right event uh, in the right arena. Uh, I don't enjoy the wokeness of people like LeBron James. I don't want to hear your politics, LeBron. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Just dribble and shut up, please. Um, He's done more to alienate people than any other sports figure out there. And I think as as a person in a a public position, you should be trying to unify people, not divide people. That doesn't mean that we don't point to the, um, let's say, these leaders that make money on war because they're lucky enough to be in Congress and they're exempt from insider trading prohibitions. And they invest in uh, military-industrial complex stocks. And the longer wars go on, the more money they make. Why the hell are we allowing this? Do you understand this could cost our kids lives in the present? This is crazy. It's costing lives right now in Gaza. Should be looking for a solution. Ukraine should be looking for a solution. No, no, we got to keep throwing weapons into the battle so we can keep making money. Right, military industrial complex? Right, Congress? Yeah. Anyway, 
there's a growing number of scientists that say to escape this lunacy, we have to leave the planet. And this is not such a far-fetched dream. This is rooted in reality, serious reality. Now, although people know my predilection for sports and coaching background, playing background, what a lot of people don't know is I have an affinity for quantum physics, big-time affinity. And it's long-standing. I mean, going back to the, uh, I'd say probably the 90s, and, and I used to have wonderment as a child about quantum physics concepts. And I know about particle theory, and I'm pretty good at ascertaining good research. And and I look at string theory, which has been stuck in the mud now for about 40 years. Um, I, I look at the different kinds of, uh, well, the Bohr theory, the uh, that's B-O-H-R, uh, one of the contributors to um, the technology that brought us nuclear weapons. And then the Einstein theorem. I mean, and, and I look at this, they're really kind of, they're based on geometry, but they're, ba- they're they're really diametrically opposite. But there's a point when they come together. And quantum physics really holds the key to our survival, mastering it. And it's being kept from us. I'll get to that in just a minute. But I want to talk about a really important year that doomed this planet. And I think this planet is doomed. Well, one thing doomed the planet. I know why the Lord did, at least I think I know. When he cast the fallen angels down to earth, he put us in with a bunch of (laughs) a-holes. And I think he wanted to see if humans, his prized creation, could rise above all the challenges brought to by the fallen angels. And today I think that challenge has reached an apex as it looks like we could be going into biblical transformation and called the tribulation. So, you know, this that's my personal view. No one needs to share that. But I will tell you what we can all agree on. The year is 1953. And... There was a um, double-edged sword brought into existence that paralyzes humanity. George Carlin once did a comedy routine, says, we're barely out of the jungle. I would correct George in the afterlife and say, George, your comments were very timely and thoughtful, and I agree with the sentiment of what you approached the subject, but we're not barely out of the jungle. We're firmly in the jungle. And all you need to do is to look at Congress. All you need to do is look at the Biden administration and then start looking at leadership around the world. We don't have bold leaders. We don't have leaders that stand for moral principles. We have seriously a bunch of a-holes who are self-centered. They're greedy. They're exploitive. They don't care about human life. They lack empathy. And they're wrecking this planet to the point where it's not livable. But they got their origin in 1953. This is when the double helix was discovered. And also we exploded the H-bomb in Bikini Atoll. And we do things on the planet now that previously only happened on the face of the sun. This is insanity. Say, why the double helix? Why is that important? Because it allows us to try to attempt to alter human beings genetically and alter the nature of a human being. 
in my worldview, coming from Christian theology, <laughs> that's damnable. I mean, these people who allow themselves to be transformed are not going to survive Judgment Day. They will be persona non grata, and the Lord will not want them. And yes, I'm referring to transhumanism, singularity, man with machine. No, I'm not talking about pacemakers. I'm not talking about artificial knees or hips. That's normal medicine. I'm sure the Lord's not going to object to those things. But when we fundamentally change the human being, or as Barack Obama said, we're going to fundamentally transform America. Well, today it's fundamentally transformed the world, and it's not healthy. And this is all the plot against God, take his prized creation, since they couldn't steal the soul, which was their original goal. Their goal then became, well, let's just destroy the human being to where God won't even recognize it. And it's revenge from Satan. Now, leaving the theology out of it for a second, double helix can turn men into monsters. It's that simple. And then, of course, the H-bomb, yeah, I think that's self-explanatory. And here's the problem with having this power. It's a testament to the great scientific inquiry we have, the curiosity that's inherent within all of us. But we lack the wisdom to manage these developments. We have infantile, selfish, self-righteous, greedy, evil people who now govern this technology. And they're leading humanity to destruction. Take my name away from this. Stephen Hawking's has said, to survive, we're going to have to leave this crazy crap behind. Mankind has to escape the nonsense. I agree. I'll get to that in a second, because I think there needs to be a method to this. And then Elon Musk is saying, we got to go to Mars. Okay. We got short-sighted. I think we need to get the hell away from the solar system, get out of this galaxy on an exo-friendly planet. And you're saying, Dave, that is so far-fetched. Not really. Not really. We had the ability in the 19th century, late 19th century, to distribute free energy everywhere in the world. I'm going to actually do a piece on that later today. But it was suppressed by greedy people, industrialists of the day the J.P. Morgans, the Westinghouse, but I'm talking Tesla technology. And Tesla did so many great advances. And this is just what we know from Tesla, but we don't know everything he did. There's probably a lot he did that we don't know. But he also talked about time dilation. I, you know, Einstein. Einstein talked about time dilation, I talk to some quantum physicists because they know it's my hobby. So I get to have these private conversations that are really interesting. And there's a number of them that believe that the evil ones, and some of them claim to have been told this, that they think they're going to escape Judgment Day with the Lord through time dilation. They'll be elsewhere when they would be somewhere, and they get to escape. Listen, God is the God of all science, 
it's a delusion to think that they're going to escape. But they think this is true. But the technology that we have at our fingertips is amazing. There's a term in sociology that describes where technology is, but what the public knows about it. And it's called technological lag. And what that means is that people don't know what the technology is. For example, the Internet. Um, everyone says the Internet was invented by the Army in 1966, and it was kept secret for communication purposes and released 30 years later to the public. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's like walking into the movie halfway through. That's not true. Tesla. Tesla worked on grid-style communication using the ley lines of the Earth. And I won't get too technical here, but if you want to know more, you got to look at vortex math and the 369 phenomena. And when you fold this over and over and over and over, you create a vortex that displaces time and space. And it's kind of similar to the Einstein-Rosenbridge theory that does the same thing. We have tremendous technology, but the 369 phenomena and also the over-the-horizon radio, over-the-horizon radar, these were all Tesla developments in the 1920s and 30s, way ahead of his time. And it wasn't until he worked for the Navy because the industrialists kicked him out because he wanted free energy for everybody that he went to work. He developed these ideas. The Philadelphia experiment was the culmination of some of these ideas. People say it was a failure. I say, yeah, it was a tragic loss of life, but it wasn't a failure in terms of science because it showed where Tesla was going was correct, but with some imperfections because he didn't account for redshift and things like this. But he was so far ahead of the time, and he had the beginnings of global communication with the Internet. And the Internet's at least in its conceptual phase, at least 60 to 70 years old, at least, probably more like 80 years old. So we have technology that's withheld from us, and it's everything. Uh, The Philadelphia Experiment used microwave technology in part. That was in the 1940s. And when did we get microwave ovens? In the 70s. So we always have this technological lag. And the powers that be force us out. Now, I think I should tell a story here. I think you'll find this interesting. Vance Davis, who you're going to hear from, I hope, this week. I'm still waiting on him to send me available times and days because he's exceedingly busy. But Vance and I are going to do a show on this. Um, I'm not sure how much he'll be willing to talk about what I'm going to say here, but we'll talk about the concepts. Uh, My mentor, the late Bill Pollack and Vance, and myself to a limited degree, and a former astronaut that I'm going to leave out of the discussion because I don't have his permission to use his name, uh, but a real astronaut, a name that most of you would recognize. We were all part of a group, and I was the designated historian, meaning they thought I could decipher things and evaluate them and look at research protocols, but I was not a central player in the shall we say, the underlying intelligence behind the operation. And and what they wanted to do 
What Bill and and Vance wanted to do was to build an energy-free community in the San Luis Valley of Colorado. And it attracted the attention of many, but in particular it attracted We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Enron. Now before you recoil, the allegations against Enron were totally bogus. It was the guardians of the gate of Tesla technology that interfered in this project and made Ken lay into the criminal he was. And by the way, he never committed suicide. He said in a conference call that I was on, he said, we all better have our dead man switches in line because the powers that be don't want us to have this stuff. (laughs) And I knew exactly what he meant. Dead man switch. Can't touch him because too much information will get released. 
planet-wide. Um, fake to suicide, able to live in obscurity. That's my belief. And I think the same thing can be true with Epstein. The story with Epstein has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. And if it was a submarine door, it'd be sinking like a screen door. Uh, that story with Epstein was a joke. Well, the same thing true with Ken Lay. Um, it's the way you make someone and their ideas disappear without triggering dead man switches. And so we're involved in Enron, and, and I'm really surprised we didn't have more pushback on our end. I count my good fortune, but I'm sure it got me on the list. And if you recall, I've said before, I used to go to meetings uh, in La Placidas, New Mexico, also the neighborhood of uh, that time of Richard Hoagland. And we used to have meetings with famous people that you'd know. I can mention one because he's passed, Edgar Mitchell. He would be there and we would have physicists and scientists come in and we'd share ideas. And uh, I really felt like a fish out of water because I could talk about my historical knowledge of some of the things that were worked on previously in Operation Paperclip. But, you know, and I had an interest in quantum physics. But I, like I said, I was no mental match for these people in terms of what they could do. So I felt fortunate to be included by Bill. But Bill was grooming me to do stuff like this. And he said, you are the perfect guy. And I said, Bill, I don't want to do this. And, this, and, and, and Bill came to me when we were fighting McCain. And, and he, I had said enough in some interviews that he said, this is a guy I need to talk to. And so he chose me out of a group. He says, I'm going to develop you to do these things and give you some of the right contacts like Jim Mars. And so if you wonder how I got my started, it was McCain trying to steal my land. And that put me in the media eye. And then I attracted the attention of people like Bill Pollack who helped me. And that's why I am what I am today. I was actually a little happier professionally in what I was doing at the time than I am now because I don't like holes all day long. And unfortunately, the topics that I have to cover, um, which has become my mission, I have to deal with some pretty bad people. So anyway, um, and someone's asked me, do I believe time travel exists? Absolutely, positively. Uh, if you want me to digress, I'll answer that question. Um, in Leipzig, Germany, and this is the most, um, the best proof I can offer because it's public. I know of other things that have happened that are private, but this is public. In Leipzig, Germany, in a long room, in a laboratory, um, there was the teleportation of an inanimate object. And what we know about that experiment is that when the object went from point A to point B, when it appeared in point B, it was still apparent in point A. And we call this bilocation. That's time dilation. Because the object should have been all right here or all right there or in transit. But it existed momentarily in really what we call quantum second in both locations. That's time travel. You don't need to go any farther than that to show that it's possible. Now, there's a lot more we could say about it, but uh, that's the most obvious experiment. And the part of bilocation never gets discussed in the media for good reason. It's a verboten topic. You may not talk about it. And I do believe that the powers that be are working on time travel for nefarious purposes. Another topic for another time. But yes, I do believe time travel exists.
Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with what you're saying about Musk trying to enter heaven, but the middle blew up when it hit the upper dome. I'm not quite sure. I, I don't really... Let me respond to another comment here, and I'll get back to what I was going to talk about. You can't leave the earth. It's the firmament in the Bible. I I'm, I, I respectfully think i got to disagree with this because Voyager has left the building. It's outside our solar system, and it's still transporting. Now, I know it's not a biological entity, but if there was a permanent shield, man and machine would be prevented from going. And Voyager is absolute proof that it's possible to traverse. But also, too, the future of space travel does not depend on linear point A to point B travel. So even if there was an objective block, it would not prevent the idea of moving from one spot to another. A crude way of explaining Einstein's explanation is that it'd be like pulling up the carpet, okay, and then uh, jumping through it to get on the other side. You pull up time-space by exceeding the speed of light, okay? You probably jump into a dark hole. That's debatable. People still debate this. Uh, but a black hole you'd be in and come out in a predetermined location. The best illustration of that, that the average person without a scientific background can understand, would be the show Stargate SG-1. I mentioned this yesterday. I said it was the best show of its type ever. There's nothing even close to it. And the technology they reveal about the Stargate over time, I actually watched every single episode. I think at least in the first eight years. And, you know, some I had to play catch up on, do binge watching and stuff like that. But I did watch every single episode. So I was able to pull a little bit here, a little bit there about the Stargate itself. The origins don't interest me. The show went into great depth about origins, but the technology did interest me. And it had some things in common with the Leipzig, Germany experiment and some other things that I know to be true. And this is why I'm telling you, the screenwriters wrote the screenplay, but I believe a lot of the ideas probably came from the CIA. And you can get into why they do predictive programming. Is it an unwritten law in the universe that you got to do this or else you have to tell people what you're up to? Uh, Was it a form of digitization to get people ready for what's coming? But I do believe there are stargates right now. Absolutely believe there are stargates. The teleportation experiment with an inanimate object really speaks to that point. But anyway, good questions here, good comments. Um, going back to what I was talking about, though, with technological lag, um, could we develop the technology to leave the planet? Yeah, these questions kind of took me into answering that. We could, but I don't think it would be uh, power and linear travel. I believe it would be uh, sending, um, if, if you could build a gate, you'd have to send out, and this would take a long time to do this. It would take a terribly long time if you could get to your destination faster than the speed of light, and you could build a gate, a receiving station on another planet. 
And then you could analyze the planet. Is it livable? Is it so forth and so on? And then you would start transporting people through a Stargate type of similarity. You wouldn't even need a craft. And it's not that spacecraft would totally go away because they could utilize similar technology. But nonetheless, um, the scientists like Mike, uh, like Stephen Hawking um, and some modern ones, too, in addition to the entrepreneur Elon Musk, he's not a scientist, but he's got the vision to see we can't stay on this planet. If we're going to, I mean, Jesus can return, but do we know he's going to return in our time? Or will most of, not all of, humanity be wiped out by our insanity and how this planet's being managed? And then Jesus is going to come at a different time and we go through literal hell. See, that's what we don't know. People think they're so sure, oh, we're in the tribulation. I agree, the signs are there. But it doesn't mean the guarantee is there because the Bible is very clear. We don't know the time of the return of the Lord. And I'm not so sure that when people say that we need to leave the earth, that they're not correct. I haven't taken a position whether I would leave or not. But what I'm saying is for us to continue down this path, we can't. We can't. Men and the monsters duplicating the face of the sun and one day will obliterate this planet. Absolutely obliterate it. Now, maybe that's what Jesus meant uh, or the Bible meant when it said if Jesus didn't return, that uh, all no flesh would be left alive. My fear about going out there, though, is who we'd be, who we'd bring with us. Have you ever thought about that? I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want anyone from government in leadership positions today in any government to come with us. We don't need people like that to start a new group because we'd get the power play, the brokers, the special deals, the under-the-table deals. We don't need buttholes like that. Seriously, we don't. And I would try to keep those people from going. The problem is, is those people control the technology that would get us from point A to point B because science is tremendously repressed, as I've told you. I believe we probably could do this now. I think it's very likely with repressed technology and what little bit I know about it. What I know about it is we're on the cusp. Have we gone past that? I would suspect we have, but you and I aren't in that position where we would know. But the wrong people control it. Seriously. 1953, a really, really bad year for humanity. Um, and really who's behind a lot of the evil is the CIA. When John Kennedy said, I want to break the CIA into a thousand pieces, it wasn't just over Cuba. It wasn't just over the Cold War, the proliferation of nuclear weapons for the detriment of humanity. I believe it was some of these things I'm talking about here, too. Kennedy was extremely intelligent, very perceptive. And I think he saw this as a struggle between good and evil. I think that's very, very clear. If you go listen to his secret society speech, he reduces the good versus evil conflict down to the level of the media. But you hear all the elements I talk about today. Now, I think he knew exactly what, what I know now. And I don't think he was focused just on really narrow political-based issues. Um, and he was a threat. He wasn't evil in the midst of of evil itself. The CIA is the most evil organization. I'm going to be doing something on MK Ultra today. 
and I may even turn it into a live stream. But I've come across some new information on MK Ultra, and it's nothing but just pure satanic evil. Yeah, people say, "Oh, I know it's Manchurian Candidate and brain mind control." It's more than that. It's more than that. It's totally satanic. And and I'm going to actually go through that today too. And I think Kennedy was right there. And um, MK Ultra actually started eight years before his presidency began. And I'm sure he knew about it. Anyway. Um, do we have to leave the planet? Can we leave the planet? Could we find a planet? Yeah, I think we could. Do I think it's going to happen? No. And I'll tell you why I think. I don't think it's going to happen because it's not indicated in the Bible. I have looked high and low. I've done index search terms. And I've been looking, can we escape this madness? And go somewhere else and start over. And I don't think there's that possibility as talked about in the Bible. I think when Alex Jones came up with the term prison planet, um, although I don't totally agree with the term because I don't think everything about this planet's evil. I think there's a lot of good in the planet. But I think Alex got it right. We're confined here. It's kind of like this is where we have to make our stand. Thank you, Eric. Now, is there anything we can do while we're here? And I'm just going to give you one thing, one thing to leave you with today. And this comes from the field of psychology. And you notice that the media never touches this. They don't. They'll they'll talk sometimes about pay it forward. But they don't tell you about the science. They don't tell you about the benefits And they don't tell you how this could be a counter to the evil on this planet. You see, one of the things I have a hard time dealing with as a Christian is forgiveness. And I mean real forgiveness. And if you don't forgive somebody, you stay connected to them and you stay stuck in their crap. And their crap will pollute you. And is God forgives us unconditionally when we ask for it and we're sincere. He asks the same thing of us. And it's not so much we're forgiving for that person's sake. We're forgiving for our sake. We're trying to escape the evil that entered our life and did us harm in some way. And we have to separate from this. But that's only half the equation. Thank you for surviving behind. I appreciate that. What I discovered as a therapist was the practical application of what I learned in the classroom. And the notion of um, unconditional giving, paying it forward as the vernacular goes, there's real science behind this. And it's something that's undervalued in our society. One side of the coin, we have to forgive unconditionally. As hard as that, oh, it's hard. We want to see justice done. We want them to feel as bad as we feel. And that's hard to overcome. It's been one of my main struggles. But when you turn that coin over, if you master forgiveness, there's a second part to this that's proactive. See, this is all going on the offensive. The one side of the coin is defensive, 
forgiveness so you don't get polluted and stay stuck in that person's crap. But the offensive part is paying it forward. And here's what we don't hear in our society. Every first grade teacher should be teaching this in a watered down fashion, but they don't. And I wish more parents would do this because it would change the world and it would minimize evil. When you do something good for somebody and there's no thought of a payback or a political favor or anything, you just do a random act of kindness. You have a serotonin bump in your system and you just feel good. We are hardwired by the creator to do good because it makes us feel good, makes us feel God. But here's what else we know about the research. When you're the recipient of a random act of kindness, you have the same thing happen. You get a serotonin burst, which is a neurotransmitter that makes us feel good. And go, wow, that's really good. And that's not the end of it. In the early days of Hollywood, when that industry had a little semblance of morality, and I mean it was little, but they would say, well, you you can't say F-bombs and things like this on TV, and you just can't show horrible forms of violence, and we want your shows to end with a positive message. That kind of emulates a little bit of what I'm talking about, because here's what the other part of the research says. There's three legs to this research, and the third leg is this. When you watch a random act of kindness, think about movies you've seen along this line. When you watch random acts of kindness, you also get a serotonin burst. If we would change our thinking, and change our action. And it's a decision. It's You can ask for divine guidance, the strength in the Lord, but it's ultimately a decision to put yourself in a position. And if you would engage in acts of kindness and practice forgiveness, we could change the planet. And it wouldn't take very many people to get this started. There's just not enough people that do this because most people don't know how it works. I mean, for some of you right now, you've heard of this, probably not most of you. And that's not your fault. This is the greedy, selfish culture that we were raised in. And we're learned it's all about competition. And yes, competition is important. The Lord wants us to be all we can be. And he wants us to compete. But also there's an element of humanity he wants us to express. When he says love one another, I think I've just given you the formula from the field of psychology to do this. When he talks about love your enemies and forgive them. It's the same thing. And you rise above the pettiness of the world. And now you're open for more, shall we say, divine approaches to life. And and there are some people that have learned this. And we have seen elements of this on the planet. But we don't see enough of it. We don't see enough of it. And if you applied this... uh, principle to Gaza, the conflict would be over. If we applied it to Ukraine, the conflict would never have started in the first place. Um, Do the people deserve justice that attacked uh, Israel? Yes. Yes, but at what cost? In fact, um, 
Victor Davis Hanson, a historian I really have a lot of respect for, he came out yesterday and said Biden's pro-Hamas is going to alienate all of America against the Democratic Party. I agree with him. I agree. You can't honor evil. You can love the person but hate the sin. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And this is how what this saying means. Unless you want to lower yourself to their level, take on their vibrational energy, act as they do, stay connected with evil, then seek revenge. Because then you have to get down in the weeds. Does that mean you can't self-defend? No, doesn't mean that at all. Self-defense is entirely biblical and it's totally separate from what I'm talking about. So anyway, I thought I would come and just share these ideas. I don't think we can leave the planet. And I know a lot of scientists say this. Um, but I don't, but the reason we can't leave the planet, why do you want to leave? Because we want to escape buttholes like you, but they're not going to give you the keys to the car to have the technology to use to do it. And how do we know we take the right people? And if we don't learn these lessons that I'm talking about here, about unconditional giving, unconditional love, forgiveness, if we don't learn it here, we'll just take our BS with us to the next place and nothing will have changed anyway. So the answer to the question is fundamentally changing our attitude and practicing these higher level forms of interacting with people. And could that change the planet? Yes, it could. Um, There was a Star Trek episode one time. The Klingons and the Federation were going to fight against each other. And there was these group of people that appeared to be primitive And they were at ground zero of this conflict. And they expressed concerns to Captain Kirk. And they said, this is not not how one should solve their problems. And as the war is getting ready to start, these beings who were humanoid had psychokinetic powers. And they stopped the war from happening. They took matters into their own hands. I believe the higher vibrational energy of the teachings of Jesus can do similar miracles. And I think when Jesus said, when he walked on water, did other things that were miracles, this I do and you can do more. This is the door I think he opened don't have the faith to think that their attitude can change not just their outlook and their own outcome but it can change the people around them and this is ultimately what has to happen but I'll say this Congress disgusts me but I'm being very serious they disgust me totally so does this president so does the Supreme Court bunch of chicken bleepers. I'm going to talk about George Floyd for a second. The way the cop acted towards George Floyd was abuse. But now with the new toxicology reports, I wonder if it was murder. I don't know. But the legitimate question has arisen that I think deserves examination. I think the cop should belong in prison for what he did to George Floyd. I think it was abuse, police abuse. But did he murder him? Well, that's called into question now. So should his sentence be that long? Well, this is why we have a Supreme Court. But they're afraid of the riots that will take place if they take up the case. 
And they might come to the same conclusion. Yeah, this cop did kill that person and he's got the appropriate sentence. I don't know the answer, but what I know is the Supreme Court lacks courage. Now, I suppose when you have thousands of people camping out on your front yard over abortion and there's an attempted assassination of one of your own with Brett Kavanaugh, uh, that might make you change your thinking a little bit. But we have to protect our justices, and they have to do justice. They lack courage. Um, And that's something that this approach doesn't allow us for lack of courage. So I just thought I would come and share my ideas here on this. Um, We're hearing more and more from people like Elon Musk. we got to leave the planet, Robert Bigelow. we got to leave the planet. No, what we have to leave is our inherent evil nature, and we have to overcome original sin by doing what we know to be right. And we can change. And when I talk about the fact that we have a reprobate government, it's highly immoral. It's as bad as it gets right now. We've descended into the depths of just total evil. The way you deal with it is not to have a revolution, although I do think one's coming because the unenlightened will think the way to fix the problem is violence. And oftentimes the situation only gets worse. But the way you deal with it It's just not to listen to them, not to do what they tell you. And I've used as a benchmark for this, if what they're doing is not constitutional, which is pretty close to the Ten Commandments, but if they're doing things that are unconstitutional, you don't obey them. It's that simple. And if enough of us did it, they'd fall apart because they need compliance. That's how I believe you bring about change. Although I will tell you this. This country is reaching a boiling point. And I fear what lies ahead. That's why I wanted to have this talk. And if there's just two people that come out of this talk today and say, you know what, I'm going to practice paying it forward. I'm not, I'm going to try to practice forgiveness, knowing that I may have to call on the Lord for help because it's hard to do. We could start that acorn growing and it could blossom into something really big. And yeah, I'm a dreamer. This is the Beatles song go. Maybe I'm a dreamer. But maybe this is what has to happen. Because I can't say for sure Jesus is coming to rescue us in our time. And let's say that doesn't happen. We better have some strategies. Anyway, I think that... uh, I got as metaphysical with you as possible. <laughs> and I mean metaphysics possible in the quantum model. And I will tell you this, Christianity is very much a quantum model of physics. If you could turn stone into bread, that's quantum physics. If you can walk on water, that's quantum physics. If you can rise from the dead, that's the ultimate in quantum physics. And um, that's why I decided to have this discussion today and part of it was also motivated by motivated by I read a poll recently that 60% of America would take up arms against this government if they thought it would do any good that's scary violence begets violence likes attracts likes evil attracts evil and this is what Satan would want he wants maximum violence maximum death of the creation that God made he wants as many of us to die as possible And by going into straight civil war, which I think is likely, um, we're giving Satan what he wants. He thrives on misery. 
Anyway, I want to thank you very much for joining me today. Um, and I hope that you've, you know, it's kind of like when you go shopping, you know, you don't buy everything in the store. And I don't expect when you come here that you're going to take everything I say at face value and say, yeah, well, I got to do that. But I hope that you've gotten something you could pull off the shelf that'll be of use to you. And I will see you back here next time. Thank you for joining me. God bless all of you. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.